so good Kidnapping somebody until they love you back Said it's so good Ruining somebody's life until they love you back And you're dressed in black You are listening to the Dare Daniel Podcast And apologies to Teddy Pendergrass But you're listening to the Dare Daniel Podcast Where you send us your most sinister movie dares And we (laughs) suffer the consequences for your amusement I'm Corky McDonald, local comedian And wine montage, brunch montage, makeover montage Wine makeover, brunch montage Wine sex, brunch, makeover, driving montage With me as always, loving the montages Is film critic Daniel Barnes I love the montages. You're a montager. Me and Sergey Eisenstein, we are digging <laughs> all the montages, man. We are digging it. Hi, everyone. On this show, we do your dirty work. Yo, dirty liars. You dirty liars. By watching the most unwatchable movies you can imagine. And then we review and rate them using our unique rating system. Let me lay it out for you. Your everyday average, we're in the mill, bad film. Yeah, that was bad. I, yeah, 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 on shrug of a bad film. That's a dare. The double dare goes to the truly next level, never heard of before, atrocious movies. And the reverse dare, the hallowed, mm-hmm. respected mm-hmm. baba girl of a reverse dare is for those despised movies that are actually pretty, pretty good. Today is a sad day on the podcast because Ooh, we're bidding yeah. adieu to our old friends, sex capo of the Sicilian ma- mafia Massimo and his cohort compatriot slash sometime clothes designer, Laura, with our review of the third and God willing final entry in the 365 days saga, the next 365 days. Now, how did we get here? Ooh, Let's break this down. Uh, I mean, it's, this is what I'll be Telling my psychologist for the next 20 years, it's, how did we get how here? Did yeah, we, how are we at this point in our lives? Re- recap. Could this re- could this recap be like a montage with just a pop <laughs> song and just shots of us talking about it, Gorky? That happens many times in this okay, movie. Okay, we're, lo- we're looking back. We're not looking forward. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about how we got there. Got here. The original 365 Days was dared to us by Jesse Davis, longtime fan, subscriber, great great super follower of the show we dared ourselves a sequel because we are gluttons for punishment because we actively hate ourselves that's true and then technically after vowing our limits (laughs) pushing our boundaries after vowing (laughs) that we would not support this tripe anymore we reversed course when we got a dare from the for the next 365 days from our old buddy and loyal donor dean longenecker yeah, good old Dean. Um, some of the his uh, greatest hits, Viva Knievel. Oh, that was a recent one. That was oh, my, my birthday God. treat. What a great, great episode that was. Tommy. Yeah. Oh. Tommy. And the Tommy Wallbanger cocktail. So good. Uh, how about Jaws colon The Revenge? Bad that was shit. a great one. Yes. Cosmic Sin. Oh, boy. Dean's brought the heat. Oh, really? Megaforce? That was his first one. Uh, great episode with uh, Ben Rice. Yeah, on from there. the Barley Mean podcast. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Dean uh, Dean does not screw around, no. and he certainly did not screw around. Dean's here. dare went like this for the next 365 days. He says, You've watched the first two. Unfortunately, so did I. So you must watch the third. As with the last movie, I had absolutely no idea where the actual plot was going until the end. <laughs> Lots of loud music, softcore sex, bad acting, and some good cinematography. That person on the crew actually gave a damn about trying to do something good. Director and screenwriter sure as hell didn't. 
The IMDb synopsis, Lara and Massimo's relationship hangs in the balance as they try to overcome trust issues and jealousy while a tenacious nacho works to push them apart. Tenacious nacho. That was the name of my band back in high school. I got a tenacious nacho working its way through my lower gallbladder. I don't even know if that's the right part. Yes, this week's film is 365 Days, the next 365 Days. Of course, this is the third film in the trilogy. Once again, like all the rest, this movie was directed by Barbara Bielovas and Tomas Mendes, and they are based on the novels that basically just tried to rip off Fifty Shades of Grey, which, episode seven, listen to that one, based on the novels by Blanca Lipinska. Film stars Michelle Marone and Ana Maria Sekluka as our beloved toxic lovers Massimo and Laura. This film, the third in the trilogy, was filmed simultaneously with 365 Days colon this day, released on Netflix Pretty recently, August 19, 2022. We don't waste any time. No. Zero on Rotten Tomato, although only four reviews. It's just funny. Like, you can see, like, the number of reviews just went, like, people felt obligated because this thing was just so out of left field popular. There was a whole meme thing all over the place. The baby, are you lost, baby girl meme became this whole thing. There were the t shirts, the bumper stickers, uh, (laughs) you know, Joe Biden dropping it during the State of the Union. (laughs) It was a cultural phenomenon. I mean, it was I got the refrigerator everywhere. magnets right now. It was just everywhere. You couldn't escape it. <laughs> Only four reviews for this most recent. Oh, how the People mighty are just have like, fallen. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I'm fucking, I don't give a but shit. But we should say, we should say, we're not just doing this just to fucking complete. That was our most no. popular episode of that year. Yeah. 365, are, the first one. This is what you wanted. Yeah. And and 365 days colon this day has been our most popular episode of the year so far, so, too. So what are you going to do? Yeah. This is what the people We're want. We're going to grab the clicks, folks. We'll do it. We'll chase them however we're going to do it. We got no shame, just like the filmmakers yes. of the 365 Days trilogy. Quirky. So uh-huh. I don't have any kind of real critical consensus or anything on this movie. I mean, bad, I guess. But they're all bad, right? No, yeah. I was yeah. looking... Just before we started, I was looking at the Letterbox user ratings. Okay, so Letterbox is rated on a, a 0.5 to 5 scale, half stars every every way. 365 days has a 1.11 rating. Okay. That's low. That's, that's very low. low. That's very low. This is tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people who have rated this. 365 days colon this day, 0.91. <laughs> They've gone sub 1. The next 365 days, 0.92. Corky, we might be the only people in America who've watched all three of these who have a, a brain cell left in their heads, although it's arguable. Do you really feel? I mean, we're splitting hairs with we're splitting hairs with nanobots here. Okay, there's no microscopes and scalpels. Forget about it. Like uh-huh. these are like next gen nanobots who are going to be so small they're just going to come right in there and split these hairs. Do you really feel this is 0.01 better than 365 days colon this day? Or could it possibly be 0.01 worse? Oh, wow. (laughs) We're really really diving into the numbers here. (laughs) I think this movie is several hundreds worse than than the previous two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a movie called... The next 365 days, it sure does just recap the last 365 days that 
over and over and over. Oh, yeah, That's sure all does. this movie does is is tell you every scene what is you've seen in the last two movies, except for the whole kidnapping, raping part. They gloss over that pretty well. Men in Black, Mind Erase, that part. <laughs> it is inscrutable how yeah. bad this fucking movie is and how yeah. how boring it is. It's. it's- it it really is awful. I mean, it's a it's a it's the sexiest death march that has ever happened. Yes, I, I mean it's it's endless. It's pointless. Nothing happens. There's no story whatsoever. Nope. Like if you okay, so it repeats the same formula basically, right? There's lots of sex. Yeah, and every scene has a new pop song. Mm-hmm. There's drone shots, slow motion montages. Everything's set at sunset. It's all conspicuous wealth, right? Like it's all it, like it just repeats this every two to three minutes. It just repeats a new cycle of a pop song, drone yep. shot, sunset. Blah, 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 blah. You know, four four to six of those things happen in any one scene. So it does repeat that formula. Um, this also has the least amount of story, though, yeah. or even plot, and the most dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> which is insane which is insane like the first film if you were to actually say okay take out drone shots pop songs slow-mo montages sunsets and fucking all right just take all that out and just tell me what happens in the movie from start to finish the first film it would probably take you three or four minutes yeah to say like here's everything you could that describe a, a story the second film might take you one or two minutes sure this film, 30 seconds, mm. 20 seconds, maybe, 15, 10. I don't know. Nothing happens. No. It's just you would her just, deciding, you would re- does she want Nacho or does she want Massimo? That's it. That's it. That's the whole fucking To describe film. the third movie, you'd be like, well, have you seen the first two? Because that's pretty much it. It's it's the first two. <laughs> they didn't add any Talked new about. story wrinkles to it at all. And I called that at the end of the second one. I was like, where are they going to go? It's what, wrapped what up. What else is there? What else is there, really? We know yeah. she doesn't die because they've announced they're making a third one. There's a third film. They're not going to make the third film without the main character. I mean, Massimo's just humping air like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's like seventy five percent of the movie. The other thing, boy, these movies—they really don't understand how cliffhangers are supposed to mm, work, do they? No, right. Because the first film ends on a cliffhanger, right? Like, she goes into the tunnel. She doesn't come out. Police are there. Oh, no. What happened? She also just found out she was having a baby. Yeah. This whole thing, right? Like, it, it just, like, crams stuff in there. And then as the second film starts, it's like, meh, whatever. Yeah. What no. happened? Eh, nothing important. Also, mm, she lost the baby. Oh, and it kind of ruined their relationship forever. But nothing big. Like, what? Yeah. Huh? It, what? Make a fucking call. She Make survived. Call We're not going to explain how. Uh, she lost the baby. We're not going to explain how. Uh, it, how we're not yeah, going to explain how she no knew she deal. was pregnant uh, two weeks after she started fucking this guy. And then also, it ruins their relationship. But that doesn't happen until like all of a sudden it happens in one scene in the third movie. Second film ends with her shot. <laughs> shot. And like presumably like by a cannon. Like, she took a cannon to the chest. John <laughs> Paul Jones fucking shot this. Just like right in the chest. She's dying, yeah. right? The second film opens. All right, maybe we can we just get into it? We'll just get right into it. Let's right? go. Come on. And now, our feature presentation. The next. Pop songs are playing. Yeah. Drones are hovering. It's sunset like, is sunsetting, man. Like the whole thing. Somebody saw 
the opening of The Birdcage by Mike Nichols and saw that whole tracking shot that goes over the ocean and then right down into <laughs> Key West. And they're like, yes, let's do that for a whole fucking movie. I did. So there's a big drone shot. There's men kind of standing in black, standing. They're facing each other in this big field. We find out it's a cemetery. Cut to Olga. This is Laura's friend, drinking buddy, enabler, whatever you want to call her. She's posing for bridal pictures. Remember, she got engaged to Domenico in the last film. She's crying. Yeah, she's she wistful. Says, she's wistful. I miss her. Yep. I miss her every day. I miss her so much, right? In case you don't get it, they're standing in a cemetery in suits and black, and she's crying. Her best friend misses her. She's going to be dead, right? Oh, she's definitely dead. And we see a grave, and it's like all this intrigue. There's a rival boss is there, the the guy from the previous film. He tells Massimo to forget this unfortunate incident. Mm -hmm. Nacho is clearly just outraged. He says, take your dog and leave. A few more drones later, <laughs> we see the grave actually belongs to Adriano. <laughs> yeah. Not Laura, Adriano, Massimo's evil twin brother from the previous film. <laughs> they had to put the picture there because, you know, the audience was going right. to be like, wait, who's Adriano? I don't even know who that character is. I still was like, who's Adriano? Make the picture bigger. Make it bigger. <laughs> I still I was like, oh, it took me a while to figure out. I think it's so hilarious movie. that they chose to have the rival mafia meeting right there at that gravesite. That's like a bad bargaining chip for the other mafia family. It's like, all right, okay, we get it. Your brother died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's all just a fake out laura is fine <laughs> she's recuperating nicely this is what was the whole thing with olga then what was that no what and it's it? really ridiculous because olga they still are trying to sell it after they reveal they're at the graveside of his twin brother olga is wistfully eating breakfast outside on the porch and then laura comes up behind her and grabs her and she's like oh you made it downstairs she was just fucking upstairs she was upstairs. Olga she was missed her so much. crying she during was her bridal shoot that she could not go up the stairs to visit her friend. Insane. It's like, what? It's so cheap and so dumb. Just dumb. <sighs> yeah, Laura's fine. Massimo enters Laura's bedroom. They go right at it, of course. They just like smell each other. They just go to fucking town on each other. But Massimo pulls away. Pulls away. What? A little restraint. He says, the doctor said it's too soon. And she's really frustrated. She's like, Laura knows what Laura needs, brah. Uh, but yeah, Olga shows up. So Laura vents her frustration to her. They drink wine. Laura's just upset because she's like, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. Right. You know, I'm fine. Everything's fine. She's going through her every 15 minutes of defiance and independence until she depends on a man to rescue her from the man who's kidnapped her. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So they drink wine, and then what do you think they do? They go out they for plan a, a, makeover. a makeover. They say it's 11 a.m. <laughs> of course, like we've established, every shot in this movie is happening at magic hour. <laughs> right. That's not a, like 11 a.m.? Like, are you in fucking Iceland? Where, <laughs> like, where does this movie take place? Yeah, it's that part of Russia where the sun never actually sets. <laughs> So next scene, Laura, uh, we, we skipped the makeover montage somehow. No, this like, this happens in between the makeover. She does this. I was confused about this too, but the very next, unless they're just doing makeovers every other day. I think they are. Okay. <laughs> I think they are. Yes. You're probably right. So Laura comes in. She inter interrupts Massimo in one of his meetings. These, those me let's, We're going to revisit these meetings because these meetings yes. are fucking amazing. 
It's basically just guys in suits sitting, sitting, and looking really grim. Yep, not talking. Nope. No one talks. Just sit in these meetings. This is not a meeting. PowerPoint presentations. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Share your screen on Teams. Nope. Nope. No. I gotta do and it. Let's go old school. Let's have a little folder. You know, listen. <laughs> everybody's got their handouts. No. A nothing. Simple spreadsheet. For God's <laughs> sakes, nothing. Nothing at all. These meetings. Holy fuck. Yeah, Massimo, remember, he is the boss of the Sicilian Mafia or some He's Sicilian sex Mafia copo. family. Sex copo. Sex, sex copo of the, <laughs> of the Sicilian Mafia. It's a good position. So he somehow tears himself away from this amazing meeting to follow his wife, who has bedroom eyes, into the bedroom. And what do you know? They go at it. Yep. Hardcore. They fuck. Yep. And there's a pop song, of course, because in every new scene there's a pop song. It was called Prey. Again, in there, Michelle Maroney, the star of the movie. Exactly. Uh, he, he wants to be the weekend so fucking bad. Oh, seriously. It's all just auto-tune. It's all the same thing. Yeah, this song, Prey. Quirky, I'm not a religious man. Okay. I've said that, but I was willing to try anything at this point. <laughs> <laughs> just, just make the pain stop. Just make the pain stop. I was like, sir, smoke a lot in Half-Baked. I was like, God... <laughs> If you're listening, help. <laughs> oh, but don't worry, because they're fully clothed fucking heals yeah. her, ga- her gaping gunshot wound. Right. There's a lot of sensual scar rubbing going on in the first half of this movie <laughs> like until they forget she's... that she was shot. Good times. Um, more pop song. There's, of course, there's a lot of conspicuous wealth in this. It's like it's the Fifty Shades. Because we, so why I was confused about like was this in between the say we're going to go to makeover montage because there's now a a true makeover montage, Uh, wealth, girl time, gabbing, boys. Well, there's a slow mo montage of them entering a restaurant. Yeah, getting seated. Right. Or ordering bread. Sure. Eating salad, slurping spaghetti. This needed to be a whole montage sequence. And this is after they talk about how good the sex was. Like, Olga could not be less interested in hearing more about their sex life, right? You got to <laughs> figure by this time, Olga's right. like, <laughs> I, like get I get it. it. <laughs> really? More? Than, all right, I get it. Um, yeah, they've they've gone out without Massimo knowing about it. This part. Laura, you know, she's fiercely independent. Sure. It's Laura. She knows what's best for her. Girl gets kidnapped literally every time she leaves her house. But okay, sure, you know what's Let's best for you. Let's forget she had a heart problem a while ago. This woman has had a heart problem that made her what faint. To her heart? Massimo's cock cured her heart problem. <laughs> it cured her gunshot I wound. Mean, I mean, this guy, like, just... You, you want this guy to jizz on any kind of open wound or sore. Because or in kink? the first movie, like, eating a meal this large would cause... The, the blood to pump away from her heart enough to make her faint. But I did admire Olga for being such a good friend. She says, I have a food baby to the woman who just recently lost her baby in a oh, traumatic yeah. mafia something in a tunnel. Classy bit. Olga. Olga. Olga's fun. Yeah. Olga's just fun. So fun. Fun. So they're eating. Laura gets a call. And it's Nacho. Remember Nacho, if you don't recall from previous entries, Nacho is the son of the rival gang, the rival non-Sicilian gang, the mainlanders. Um, He he absconded with Laura, or well, they ran away together. But he just wants to be a surfer at heart. He's not. He's not made for this mafia life. Yeah, or a gardener, or whatever. (laughs) Yes. 
Oh, and this so. one, he picks up as an Uber driver. The guy's got, he's a jack of all trades. <laughs> he really is. So this is the third point in the love triangle here. Massimo and Laura, of course, Massimo kidnapped Laura in the first film. She fell in love with him. The second film introduces Nacho as this kind of uh, possible rival. Rival kidnapper. She she dreams about having sex with him. Yeah. Several times in the first film. They kiss Chasely. Yeah. But she has not done it, but she's still, she's still got him on her mind. So she gets a call. She rebuffs him. And then she recaps part two for Olga. But only part of part two. But only because part. she recaps. She recaps more later. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what the fuck? We are La- fucking twenty minutes into this oh. movie. Oh boy, there's been no plot. No, they've they've had dinner. Yeah, it's that's, that's sex, what's happened. Meetings, like, honestly, dinner, <laughs> bridal shoots where you cry. Oh, and now we're clubbing. Less, less story than the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. She gets. Um, she tells to Olga about Nacho. She says, he was there for me when my whole world was falling apart. I still don't know if Nacho was behind that whole plan or not. I know. Because it seemed to have been, I mean, orchestrated by the brother who was, I mean, it's just whatever. Then she says he's just some guy. So after saying he was there for, like, it's just, Laura, as we've seen and we'll see again in this film, she is the queen of hot and cold. mm Right, she has a bad afternoon and she gives up on her marriage. Right? Yeah, uh, yes. She, she has a good afternoon and she's ready to just jump like all in. Yeah, it's like she got kidnapped and married him, and then again, oh no, he she, didn't fuck me this afternoon, and she, off she goes. She got kidnapped and was with it in the next day. <laughs> I know she was it like upset that he wasn't days. noticing her. This was not like a long. T- yeah, no, really. Oh boy. The songs that are playing have lyrics like, kiss me like a stranger. Yeah. Come and taste my flavor. Yes. You don't need no chaser. Sure. Vibe with my danger. Vibe with my danger. Wow. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a movie where a man kidnapped and imprisoned a woman until <laughs> she slept with him. <laughs> so, yeah, we're clubbing now. Slow-mo. Hey. Clubbing in a montage, they, and they kind we of can't, we can't see the sun, so it's we we have to assume it's the sun. Oh, so. but it, I'm glad you brought up the sun. So <laughs> this part right here, I was watching. I was like, okay, how are they going to up the ante with the you know sex mm-hmm. stuff, right? Or how are they going to not just be repetitive? And it seemed like at the beginning that you know Anna Maria Sakluka now had a kind of like a less nudity clause going on. That right. you disabuse yourself of that notion in the third act, but. <laughs> They definitely increase the girl-on-girl ratio mm-hmm. because we have a couple of just hinting at girl-on-girl action in the next couple scenes, like back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Her and Olga yeah. at the dance club while Tony Monero is walking around. Um, yep. That's Domenico, my favorite character in the whole thing, <laughs> who gets relegated to just this. Like, I don't I know if he was filming something else. Yeah, But, really, man, what a waste really of opportunity because Domenico ran away with that second movie. For sure. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, the 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 one very minor, 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 minor credit I will give to this movie is that it is slightly less heteronormative yes, than right. the previous two films. Yes, Heather and Olga, or uh, Laura and Olga grind together, and then Laura kind of grinds on the stripper, and then later on, as we'll see, there's another kind of thing between two men. So that's that's 
not only you know nice to see as you know whatever a liberal person but also it, it it just makes fucking sense i mean it's just like every single character in this movie is a polymorphously perverse nymphomaniac right every single minute of every single day how can they be in the same room together sniff each other's asses and not just go the fuck at it like dogs yes like, it's it just every single character is in heat all the time but anytime two women are together it's just like let's just hang out drink wine and talk about boys <laughs> and anytime two men are together it's just like let's pull out guns and like look awesome a you fucking know? Like, let's 100%. Look, let's look hard, right like this is like you would just be so fucking up each other's ass all fucking day like are you kidding me whatever all right yes yeah, so massimo olga's fiance domenico shows up she takes off she sees nacho in the club right laura sees nacho but yep. who sidles in the sidler massimo <laughs> he takes her to this vip dungeon that's at the club. There's a little SNL. There's a thing lot of like VIP too. sex, which VIP sex leads to HPV sex, which <laughs> leads to STD sex, which uh, leads to no PP sex. That's how that goes. OPP sex. OPP sex. Um, yeah. So there's that whole scene with the stripper. Yep. It's nothing. The next scene, Massimo is brooding. Hard. This is okay. Hard. So you said she runs hot and cold. Well, then she oh, found boy. the right partner because this guy, oh, boy, right? they just had he's... great sex several times in yep. a club. He's got all the wealth. He's having great me- meetings in his house. Super <laughs> good meetings. The meetings are so good. Really productive meetings. And they leave a club. Like you said, we don't see the sun. So we got to assume they're in the club at night. They leave the club. We This is scene. She wakes up. So did she like sleep the whole next day through and now it's night again? Or did she like, what time do you leave a club? Like if you're having sex in the club and you're the party rock stars, three, four in the morning, what time is she waking up? Four 30. It's really anyway. Yeah. I'm too time hung up on that part. No, forget about time and space, but he is brooding by his awesome fireplace. Yes. And this guy was on top of the world. Now he's just like, what did you do on the Island? Yeah, what happened on the island? What happened on the you island? Were, you were like me at a baseball game. You had a mouthful of nachos. <laughs> Can we just cut it right here? <laughs> just cut. Cut it. Show over. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and then there's a little bit of talk about the baby. She kind of blames him for what happened to the to the baby, right? right? Uh, and then she, I mean, she also has this thing about like, I never told you because I didn't want to start a war. <laughs> and in this movie, she just like fucks the rival. I mean, it's just so. Like, does that mean that he just, he didn't no. know until this moment? I know, but then later, it's like he knew the whole time. Again, this movie is just whatever you need, whatever scenes, yeah. whatever. No, you're, you're, yeah, that's exactly right. Shit. So yeah, she remembers Nacho. So they be, they go to bed mad. Yeah, you don't want to do that as a couple. No, don't do it. So they go to bed mad, but she has this pop song, dream slow motion mm-hmm. montage uh, where she's fucking Nacho in a yurt. Yeah, that's right. It's a yurt, and it's not sunset. It's moonrise. Uh huh. And it's animal style. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty visceral. It's pretty good. Is pretty is this good. the one the dream? Because like a big portion of this movie is sex scenes are just dreams, just fantasies. Like yeah, they even got bored. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, <laughs> she just has another dream. Um, is this the one where she calls back to the that great scene in the second where she lifts up the bl- 
the blankets and he's just like there between her legs. Yes. Smiling. Yes. Right. <laughs> and she wakes the Massimo between her legs. Right. And says, my God, you're so wet. Okay. It's because she was dreaming about Nacho, bro. And this is the fucking funniest moment in this whole trilogy yeah. is the part where he says that. He goes, my God, you're so wet. He's still going down on her. And then he kind of like slowly looks up at her and she's like, what's wrong? Like all of a sudden, like he just dried up or something. <laughs> like like the, the, it was it was like two seconds that all, so it was good. so fucking right. funny. Yeah, so, and she's like, okay, I'm done. And she says, I have hangover. Mm. <laughs> Ouch. Tense brunch the next mm. morning. I mean, we've had some nice brunches. This is not one of our nicer brunches. I, Tense. I couldn't tell if they were dressing black because they're in morning or they're just Euro trash. And then I decided <laughs> it's both. Sure, it could be either one. Um, she's yearning for Nacho. They're growing apart, as we see in a montage. There's some slow-mo tennis. I think this is the first slow-mo tennis that we've seen. <laughs> it needed to be there. He has black wristbands. Yes. The the the, the uh, tense brunch. Uh, again, this is just another one of these filmmakers hearkening back to great filmmakers like Mike Nichols and the Birdcage opening. Sure. This was an homage to the great sequence in uh, Citizen Kane where the you see the marriage breaking down over a series of oh breakfasts. Yes. It's just, it's all there. It's all there. It's classic filmmaking. <laughs> Um, but he is, he's very cold. He's increasingly cold. He storms past her without saying a word at one point. Uh, at w- which point she decides, you know what? I own a clothing shop. You do? <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you do? Though, remember he bought that for her in the second one. Oh, fuck. Because She's like, we wanted it oh. to be named, he wanted her to buy her the Massimo clothing brand. <laughs> <laughs> And she had that surf that surf clothing brand from the nineties, Massimo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I have hangover. <laughs> yeah, she says my marriage is falling apart, so I'm focusing on my career. <laughs> okay, what? You have a career? Like it didn't fuck me this morning. Our marriage is due. Oh, Again, the, the, it's like... The thing that showed that their marriage is horrible, he was jerking off in the shower alone. Yeah. I know, <laughs> Just, right? I mean, that means everything is falling apart. <laughs> another pop song, another slow-mo montage. This one, Massimo with some some Coke bumps. Slow-mo montage Coke bumps. This is these these meetings are amazing. These are these mafia meetings. These meetings. Yeah. You're just like, is this gonna lighten the mood any of these meetings? These uh, they're all starting coke? No. No, no one has any reaction to it whatsoever. No one even says, God damn. <laughs> I said, God damn. No one does that. None of them are like, you know what? We can fix the world, guys. We can do it. We can do it. Just you and all to, uh, us together. Let's throw this mafia thing behind you, Sapphire, Diamond. You guys on the stripper pole. What do you guys want to do with your life? Where do you see yourselves in five? Like none of that uh, euphoria, no. Coke. It's all just like none of them coke. goes like Ralphie Cifaretto <laughs> on one of the strippers. Like it's just like everyone's just like I'm just gonna stand here in my black suit and just like take my cork bump and then just be very grim. Yeah, and th- that's this movie's ideas of what the mafia does. They just sit around, have drinks, and sniff coke. Yeah, those are mob women meetings. Are stripping in the back. <laughs> and they're always at clubs. 
So yeah, Olga joins Laura at the clothing shop. Olga at one point sticks pins. This girl. In the tits of one of the mannequins because she's fun. Because she stumbles in high heels. That is just funny. Attractive women falling in high heels. Just fun. 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 Oh, and th- uh, this is the part where Massimo's at the strip club, <laughs> and they have these women in leather and stuff. Yes. There's one woman in like a leather mask where you can't see mm-hmm. her face except for her eyes and her mouth, topless with chains across, and he pulls her over to where him and this girl are, and she just opens her mouth. Like, she's just, her mouth is ready for anything. And he goes to kiss her, and I'm like, that's not the mouth you want to be kissing, Massimo. If, the ma- if that mouth is ready for anything at all times, that is not the mouth you put your mouth on. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. This S and M strip club. What? I mean, it crazy. And this pop song that's playing. Fuck society. <laughs> fuck society. Yeah, man. And I was like, I'm there with you. Yeah, man. man. I'm there with you. I'm not there with you. <laughs> I'm not there. But I'm there with you in spirit <laughs> on the fuck society part for sure. But yeah, there's all these orgies that are happening in this VIP S and M strip club dungeon, whatever the fuck. But he keeps having these visions of Laura. Laura keeps seeping in, and so he finally pulls away before he Might be a bad sign when you're coked up at the sex dungeon orgy, if that reminds you of your wife. Like, maybe maybe this isn't built on the healthiest of of relationship (laughs) dynamics. Back at the Atelier, the clothing shop. Yeah. Everyone's fucking everyone. I mean, again, remember, everyone's in heat all the time. Like, are you at work? Are you at home? Are you in the street? What are you doing? I was banging. Banging. Yeah, her her designer assistant yeah. is banging. Person who's in, like, two scenes in the movie having yeah. a raw dog sex scene. <laughs> right on her workstation. And, and she's <laughs> way too casual about it. Like, I, I would be like, you know what? I was fucking at work and you caught me. But you... Yeah. That was almost harassment, how cool you were with that. Right. Yeah. Like, Laura just walks in, coitus interruptus, and is like, hey, what's up? And yeah. And they're just like, okay. Sets her bag down. It's like, you know. Let's See ya. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, I was doing that, but you're the scumbag. Yes. Right. Um, but don't worry. This moment won't land. Nope. Because who runs in? <laughs> Olga with an, with an important email. <laughs> we're going to Portugal. What? 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 They're going to the fashion fair in Lagos. And they celebrate like giddy, you know, schoolgirls about getting to yes. go to Portugal. It's like you could go anywhere at any time, anything you want. You you do. You literally we've seen that through three movies. Why is this such a big fucking deal? Yeah. No, I and the reaction of the designer, who I assume is doing all the work, I mean, Laura showed up for the first time in probably six months right. and it's been there for 15 minutes and off she goes to this big fashion fair in Portugal. The designer's saying like, so I guess just do all the work still. Yeah. Do everything still. Do this it all. Is, get no credit. This is so fucking 50 shades of gray. Rip oh, off it is. When right? she got that book job. She got the book job oh. at the company owned by her boyfriend, yeah. her S&M boyfriend. And she shows up one day and is like, Change one thing on one page, and it's like you, you know you don't just change one thing in a book, yeah. right? Like, right, like, like right before they're about changes. to go to print, or it was a magazine. It's like move page five to page thirty-nine yeah. or something. It's like you just have to fucking redo the entire magazine, and then she's like, "I'm gonna go off and have sex on my sex plane." Yeah, and then the next scene, she's like getting an award for the best magazine award. <laughs> right, I know <laughs> it's just fucked up. 
But off they go to the Fashion Fair in Lago. Pop song as they drive. Pop song as they arrive. Pop song slow-mo surfing at sunset with drone shots. (laughs) They're just like, there's a point where they were like wandering the beach. Like what, like what? Like, is this fucking Gus Van Sant's Jerry? What is this movie? Still no plot. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. But wait. Guess who one of the surfers is, Quirky? Mm. Nacho. Nacho Man. Convenience? Is that who who came surfing in? (laughs) It's Nacho. He's one of the surfers in this surfing competition that they're just wandering around like just slobbering over these you know all the, over these surfers right because again they're dogs in heat i gotta say He's i don't there. think it's that fair if i have to go up against the son of a mafia scion or the mm-hmm. sign of a mafia lord in a surfing competition you know what That's, i mean right i'm taking second place that day definitely oh absolutely no you're fucked um yeah had nachos there with his idiot sister amelia remember how much we hated her the, the worst actor film? in the <laughs> film of bad actors <laughs> not recast Olga's like, hey, what what, what the F? So we get another pop song slow-mo montage of her now filling her in on the rest of the story about Nacho and her sex fantasies about Nacho, which leads to them being like, let's go drink and party. Yep. At which point I was like, sweet fashion fair. <laughs> <laughs> like, awesome fashion fair, bro. <laughs> like, bro, like your fashion fair is fucking off the charts. Like, she was so excited to go for this fashion fair that, because I guess she's into her job, she has done nothing but fuck around, get drunk on fuck the beach, and, and talk drink. sex. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So next night, we are actually at the fashion fair. At first, I thought they were just clubbing again, because they go into a room that looks like a club. It is a club. It's a club. And they go to the bar, and they order drinks. Which first, you would find at do. a club. There's DJ music, house music Normal. playing, lights. But apparently, this is the fashion fair? Yeah. This is the fashion fair. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Olga comes in, and because, remember how fun she is? She comes in and orders one cold beer served by a hot bartender. <laughs> Just delightful wordplay there. Hot, cold. Unbelievable. Laura eventually has a hired goon carry her out. No, uh, Olga does. La- oh, no, Laura has a hired goon carry Olga out. Exactly. Sorry, that's yeah. what I, I okay. I, I Olga's, Olga's drinking. I mean, so is Laura, but yeah. she's also networking. Uh, and eventually some, some goon, I didn't, I didn't even know they had a goon on their trip with them. That's Vittorio. She's, she's, Vittorio the goon comes in and just... Picks her up and carries her right. What out a of the fucking job chair. this guy has! Oh, He's really? like, Jesus. all I do is look after and protect these bratty nymphomaniac alcoholics. Who when pre- I took this job, they told me I would be murdering people. <laughs> they told me I'd be breaking thumbs. Yes. And look at this bullshit. And here this? I am playing nursemaid right? to somebody who works through th- thirty minutes a day. My supervisor hasn't given me a proper employee review in over three months. It's supposed to be quarterly. I'm not paid. I'm still on my internship. (laughs) Oh, and who does Laura run into at the quote-unquote fashion fair? It's Amelia, Nacho's sister. Amelia says, girl, you rock it. 
This is that is that's her delivery. That's it. She also says, "Oh, I know he's a good guy, but when I found out what he did, I did not talk to him for like a week." (laughs) I thought at that point I started, and later on in the movie I started. Are they fucking with us? Right? Is is this one of those? Are they fucking with us? (laughs) So yeah, Amelia encourages Laura. Hey, go. And hear Nacho's side of the story. But before we can get to that, Corky, we have what I want to say is the weirdest <laughs> sequence in this three film franchise. Okay. Would you agree with me? What? The chase sequence of, of Olga, Vittorio chasing oh, Olga. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, what the First fuck? First of was- all, it is set to upbeat jazz music. It is suddenly like <laughs> like this whole film, like you said, has been like. Yeah. Really weak sauce, weekend ripoffs. Yes. And then suddenly it's like, and there's this shot of Vittorio chasing her in one single shot through multi levels of the single building that is like a, like a round and oh, circle, yes, like the yes. Guggenheim, right? Like, what? It, there's no other sequence in this entire, every sequence in this franchise is almost exactly the fucking same. It's all a variation on something that's already happened. There's nothing like this in the entire movie. It's just like all of a sudden, like it's Barbara like, Bialauvis and Tomas Mandes decided that they were like fucking Jacques Tati or something. Yeah, and it gets show. kooky like it's an MC Escher, like because you see Vittorio chasing her on a floor and then they're all yes. of a sudden on the next floor coming they're out of the a door. Floor. And this jazzy music is playing like Michael Moriarty running in Cue the Winged <laughs> Serpent. <laughs> Gonna get my gun and shoot at the sun. Oh boy, oh boy. But it's that's it. That's just a weird outlier in this three film series. Yeah. There it is. And I goddamn loved it. All right. Slow mo pop song montage, considering hearing Nacho's side of the story, followed by a slow mo pop song montage, sitting in a car and hearing Nacho out. Well, so, okay. I Why mean, did any of these montages need to fucking happen? I don't know, Dan. I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to skip over writing dialogue. Like or it was and a yet, whole so much dialogue in this movie. Minute, two minute tracking shot of getting up to the car where you can see them sitting and then yeah. spinning around the car. This movie takes so long to set shots up or set anything up, and and hangs on too long. Yes. There's a scene later where she goes to dinner with her father, oh. walks off, and then it goes back to her father to be like, oh, is everything okay? Do you need more bread? <laughs> <laughs> like, why did that need to be in the movie? It's not like we're struggling to get to feature length here. This movie is almost two hours fucking long. Ugh. Okay. So she exits the car. She's clearly emotional. He gets out. He starts singing Stranded at the Drive-In. <laughs> Could you imagine? She, she says to him, everything was so perfect until you showed up. Like, really? Yeah. Really? 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 I don't want to go into a full recap of all three films here, but that does not track. That does not track. Which everything you- was perfect. Remember that all of this started because you were human trafficked. <laughs> impregnated Perfect. by a kidnapper Perfect. and then you lose the baby in a mafia something you were we- shot <laughs> Everything was perfect. <laughs> Everything was so perfect until you showed up. 
nothing was perfect. All of it was just a complete fucking nightmare. Like, I get what they're doing. Anytime she's with Olga, it's squealy girl talk. Yeah. And fashion and, and hanging out and getting drunk with your pals. Anytime she's with, with her husband, it's great sex and, and anything she ever wants. Everything Danger. can be desired. And then Nachos is this man who really listens to her. And he's the sensitive. He's sensitive. Version. He holds a door yeah. open for her. Right. Right. He doesn't want to hurt her. It's no. her decision. I get it, but it's like, it's it's so much that it's almost like it's offensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as though, as though the other parts of the movie, like it's all different people. It's like the double life of Veronique or something. Yeah. Like, as, as though like these were all different people. Like none of it tracks together as like one whole complete story. All right. But she she's into it. She kisses him. Oh boy. Uh-oh. Hello. So it's getting a little sexual. He takes her to his mansion. Yeah. There's, you know, gorgeous mansion, fountains everywhere. Where candles are already lit. Like okay, already lit. <laughs> that's how rich oh. you are. You have either a candle lighter on call. He like texted ahead of time. Yeah, I got someone coming now. Light all the candles. Or you can afford timer candles. Yes. That have little timers on the wicks. Those are good. If you Again, can afford nanobots. Them. It's all nanobots. nanobots. But of course, not just says nothing special. <laughs> because of that classic dry nacho wit. <laughs> He's just, it's a regular Dick Cavett, this nacho. Fucking God. He later says to her, she's like, I'm not super into you, whatever. And he's like, your body is a worse liar than you are. <laughs> Which, what? I, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what he meant. Well, I mean, Massimo sure picked up on her body signals when her <laughs> pussy went dry while he was going down on her. So he's kind of, hey, you know. Go the nacho way, but she needs more time to decide. She needs more time to decide. This is the theme of the... We're like halfway through the movie. This is the theme of the rest of the movie. How much more time does she need, though? She needs more time to decide. And he says he will wait even for the rest of my life. Because, again, nachos are romantic, right? He's not a He's not a grab your arm and pull you this way. He's a romantic. She's ready to leave. She's like, okay, need more time to decide. You made your case. I'm going to go back into the jury chambers. I'm going to think about this thing. But as she goes to get her purse, he pulls her on top of him. She straddles him. They go at it. Yeah. He says, I will never hurt you. So there's a big difference between him and Massimo. He then says, exactly this. I want to watch it forever, which I was, huh? What? <laughs> He's like holding her arm. Her, You want to watch her, her arm? Wrist? Forever? Okay. Exactly this? <laughs> so they have sex. This is like the longest sex sequence in the film. This one's a little lighter on sex sequences overall, I think, than the first two. There's still a lot. Still a lot. Yeah. And this, the, this nacho sequence goes on for a And pretty... it's on the sand. And you would think sand is getting in places where it should not get. Mm-mm. You're going to be chafing. They go at it hard. Next morning, we get your pop song, slow-mo, swimming and reflecting post-coitus montage. Mm -hmm. She's in a pool. She's thinking. She's reflecting. She just got nailed. Why why was I mad at her for cheating? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I should not. She's only been a victim. But Oh, for sure, right? Yeah. But I was like, oh, you cheated on Massimo. That's terrible. <laughs> How dare you? You just have a crush on Massimo, baby girl. <laughs> That's why you made all those TikTok memes. Uh, Nacho says, I'm not like him. I won't force you to do anything. And he tells her that he 
in the second film, he saved Nacho's life. He could have taken Nacho out yeah. and saved, or uh, the the woman was going to take Nacho out. He shot her. He saved Nacho's life, and he did it for Laura. And why? Because he says, "I want you to want me. I need you to need me. I love you to love me. I'm begging you <laughs> to beg me." Although I did like that monologue better when he performed it at Budokan. Yes, yeah. And you didn't know he was in a Cheap Trick cover band, did you? Nacho at Budokan is really good, you guys. The I Won't Force You doesn't hold up when he drove her to his mm. place, stranded her there. When she got yep. up to leave, he dragged her back on top of him. Yeah. That doesn't really hold up. I won't force He's, you. You know, relatively I, speaking. I'm not going to force you. I'm just going to leave I'm you no other options. I'm not kidnap you. But you know you're here. It's like <laughs> yeah, right. Dennis on the boat and always it's always sunny in Philadelphia. There's the, it's implied. <laughs> she goes back to her hotel room and who's there? Massimo. Uh oh. Bum bum bum. How does he know where she is? Uh, right. I don't know. He's just well. What the Vittorio? Vittorio is there. But he didn't say. I don't know. He didn't say any. Oh fuck. I don't know. Vittorio, you dirty rat. He, he showed up at the club she was at earlier and didn't know. Uh, anyway. No, he just, he just knows. She says, I'm one know. step away from asking you for a divorce. Yeah. They have a big fight. She calls her a dirty liar. I mean, she's a liar, but a dirty liar? Yeah. Uh, he's in a dark limbo. Porky. <laughs> and she says, this white shit has replaced me. And I'm like, damn, if you're... If you're pooping white, <laughs> that is that is bad. That See really a doctor. Is a dark, that's a dark limbo. I didn't know if what she meant by that was it coke or when she says, you know, you're all caught up on this white shit. Is she talking about MAGA? I, I was like, what is she talking Jesus. about? <laughs> oh, this is funny too. They have the fight on the uh, on the penthouse, the really nice penthouse, and he has like a parapet that's all made of glass. And you can see how many times they did the shot by his greasy handprints from the way his, his blocking was to go over and put his hands there and look out over the city. There's it's all clean except for this one area. There's a ton of greasy handprints. <laughs> they could not clean it between takes. They weren't going to go to those levels. She says she needs time. Yep. She needs time. She needs time. so But not like with the shower. nachos, I need time, which means I'm going to fuck you in about 20 seconds. Right, right, right. She need, She actually needs real time this time. She needs actual time. Yeah. Like tick, tick and clock time. But she goes to shower and Massimo leaves. She finds a note. She cries. Mm-hmm. She goes, Olga, she, she lets it slip to Olga that she slept with Nacho. Olga reams her out for being reckless, but Laura kind of shuts it down. Olga's like, oh, my God, you're so right. So where does Laura go? She needs more time. So where does she go? She goes to visit mom and dad. Yes. What the <laughs> living fuck? She's they wearing, haven't even been in this movie. She wears black this whole movie when she's with Massimo. She wears yeah. other colors and white. She's dressed like Marilyn Monroe when she's at her, her fashion show thing. She dresses in other colors. But with her folks, dirty down dark black biker gear. Like what? What? When it, since She looks so unnatural in this full leather biker regular, gear. Regular folk. This woman is like 4'11". It's so just, it's jarring. Yeah. I mean, this is all just filler too. Oh it's yeah. Just like, and there's just like, 
even the pop songs because every scene transition has a new pop song even the pop songs have stopped at this point it's just like yeah we we need to clear the way for some inane chatter and all it is is the montage you don't see that you don't hear the dialogue she just explains to her folks that she's in love with somebody else right yeah at which point we get a montage a montage of her explaining the whole situation to them which we've already seen two montages of her explaining the second film to Olga. It's so always around one of her... food and drink and the camera. They haven't sweeping. changed location. They're sitting at the same table that yep. they were. Like nothing has happened. But now we're getting like circular camera shots that are like, like rotating all around them. And mom and dad, there's shots of them going like, oh, uh-huh. oh my God. Uh-huh. Leaning forward. like, it's like Filling oh up my. glasses. <laughs> this, this is how people talk, right? Like the only in montage. <laughs> no one else. They've never talked like this in the rest of the film. I, oh, I realize Jesus. this movie is like if Gilmore Girls was made by Pure Taboo. <laughs> like if there was some dark, twisted porn company that made a <laughs> thing that was just about people incessantly talking about relationship dynamics and yes. explaining and expositing what happened and then intercut with scenes of hardcore fucking. Yes. I mean, look, montages of surfing – montages of fucking montages of i don't know hang gliding montages of conversations (laughs) that's the conversation is the important part you don't montage over that oh boy later that night though hey oh she fantasizes about (laughs) nacho and Massimo. Uh-huh. They're both on top of her, both fondling her. They look at each other. Nacho and Massimo make out. They go at it. I was like, fucking finally. Yeah. God, Jesus. It was something different. And then they did the they did the hilarious both of their heads looking up at her shot. Yes. For as much as she's a victim, he kidnapped the right person because this woman is a flat sex maniac. Like she goes right. and visits her parents for five hours, falls asleep, and has the wildly vivid <laughs> sex dream about both her partners <laughs> on her. So okay, this is it, right? Like this is we're in the third film of the trilogy. Yeah, we're in like the last fifteen minutes or so. We're, of the we're, film. we're finally at the fucking home stretch of whatever this has out, been. This is what like this is. This is the conflict, okay? This is Laura, and she needs to choose between these two men. Massimo, the more controlling one, who she's married to. Nacho, this new guy. They're both rivals, but she likes parts of both of them. You know, Massimo's this and Nacho's... Okay, so we've set that up, right? So next scene, motorcycle road trip with her father. <laughs> with dad. This broke my. This broke me. <laughs> this broke me, honestly. My spirit was, like, in tatters. It was just obliterated. I, I, it, I, I, it. I had the, is this movie fucking with us? Like, was this, <laughs> is this just the greatest fuck you prank movie of all time? Because we finally have stakes in this whole trilogy. Right. We finally have one part where there's stakes and actual conflict of, of drama. And she goes motorcycling with her dad in the yeah. Polish countryside. Yeah. And not only that, they sit at a table next to nuns <laughs> drinking beer. I was like, is this movie fucking with us? I might have to like this. So on this road trip, again, all of your standard signifiers of this movie. Drone shots, pop songs. It's at sunset. Whole black leather, night, right? everything. Her and her dad, they stop in a small village. They get some coffee. 
They talk about lemonade, and then they take off, right? Okay, we're going somewhere, right? No, we're going to dinner. <laughs> Slow-mo, pop song, at sunset, drone shot montage of getting seated at the restaurant, <laughs> perusing the wine list, asking about the specials, hey, where are the bathrooms? Like, it's like... This is the final chapter of a trilogy. It should be moving inexorably towards some kind of conclusion. And it's just like, eh, whatever. They're asking for menus. The waitress is explaining (laughs) they don't do that anymore. Just scan a QR code. The dad's like, I don't have a thing that's She's like, oh, dad, you're so old. They have a laugh. Oh, my God. It's just like any other thing than actually advancing a plot happens. We, I mean, if you add all these movies up, we are almost like six hours in and we're meandering in the last 10 minutes. It's unbelievable. Almost admirably. I, I will say, oh, I, I almost had to take my hat off, but yeah. I, 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 I mm, oh boy. So Laura gets a call at the restaurant. She moves off. This is, this is the scene where she goes to take the call. And for some reason, the camera goes back to the dad, like talking to the waitress. Like, that's not important. That's not important right now. He's making his, he's making his. Usual dad quips, like, you know, <laughs> gives her a tip. Don't spend that all in one place. I kid. So Laura gets a call. Who is it? It's Olga. Olga tells her that she overheard Massimo saying that Laura is going to be sleeping with the fishies, right? He knows, he knows, he knows. Laura decides. Time to go back to Sicily. That's time the, to go. That is this movie in a nutshell. Somebody calls yeah. someone and tells them that they overheard. We don't see that happen. So back she goes to Sicily. Back she goes to meet her fate. Who picks her up at the airport? Her Uber driver, Nacho. What? Nacho. <laughs> but he's incognito. He has a hat. Yeah. That's his disguise. He has a hat. If he steps foot on this island, he is supposed to be murdered by the Sicilian mafia. He's like, don't worry, I got a hat. Don't worry about it. No one's going to recognize my chiseled jaw. No matter where you need someone to be, they're just going to be there. I mean, right. break this down. She's been kidnapped by the, the sex cop of the mafia. <laughs> it, it, does she have? She has a joint bank account. Like He knows that a flight was just purchased. He knows right. where she's going to be landing. <laughs> he would have Vittorio there to meet her or a bunch of guys. But no, Nacho's the one who knows exactly what time and where she's going to be. How? How? Like, how did he get there ahead of her? It just doesn't make sense. But yeah, that's her driver. She just pops right in. There's Nacho. He tells her he's putting her his life at risk to be here with her. So he says, let me let me just, as I drive you, you know, and, you know, please give me five stars. You know, really helps out. <laughs> <laughs> as I drive it, let me make my case. There's some gum back there, some water if you need yeah, it. Bottle of water. You good? Uh, she says, you know the address. You used to work there as a gardener. And I'm just still like, did he? Did he, though? Was that not a ruse? Like, you've really got this dude's W-2 form on file at your fucking house, right? Like, how the fuck did you not do a background check on this fucking guy and find, like, oh, hey, he's the son of the rival fucking mob. Was he a gardener? I still, I mean. uh, Who knows? How? Why? Why would he just be a gardener in Sicily? His whole thing was being a surfer, whatever. So Nacho makes his pitch. He says, I want to meditate with you in Bali and get drunk with you in Tokyo. Open (laughs) a surf shop just above Santa Monica. (laughs) So he drives her to 
Massimo's compound. Olga's there to greet her. She sees Nacho and she says, oh no, you're going to die on your birthday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did we mention that? It's her fucking birthday somehow. Oh yeah. It's her birthday too. Laura says, we need to work this out. So she goes to see Massimo alone on the beach where he's brooding. Brooding. Mm -hmm. But he's not surprised to see her. No. Shouldn't he be? That's true, right? Like he was, like he expect- was not expecting her. Well, he again, he's just brooding by himself. He's well, was he's he at brood there beach for several days. That's right. He's just like, I'm just gonna sit here and brood till she comes. I'm just gonna sit with her. Like, how many times have you turned around, being like, Ah, fuck! Oh, oh, damn it! There's not my her, wife who her. just took off for a while. So Massimo makes his pitch, which is, it's nonsense. Yeah, like his dialogue is, it's complete. Complete fucking nonsense. It basically boils down to after like two or three minutes of just mush mouth gibberish, he finally comes down to his position is if you really love something. Oh my God. Just let it go. If it comes back, it's yours forever. If it doesn't, it was never meant to be. Her response is your dad was a wonderful father. <laughs> what? <laughs> this guy kidnapped you. <laughs> <laughs> he raised a kidnapping mafia bug. <laughs> he was a bad father. He Let's taught him how it. to human traffic. I know. That was the whole thing. That's like the first scene in the movie, in the whole franchise, uh-huh. right? First scene of the first film is him being like, what are we going to do with all these like immigrants that we've like sex trafficked? <laughs> I don't know. Sex trafficked them somewhere else. <laughs> Good job, Dad. You're a wonderful father. Oh, boy. So... And he says, I shouldn't have let you, left you to deal with the death of the baby all by yourself. Did she? Was she by herself? She was never alone. There was there was nothing like that. All right, but here we are. Moment of truth, Quirky. Pop song, slow-mo, mm. drone shot, montage, at sunset, on the beach, as she contemplates her decision. He says to you, for $1 million, <laughs> are you back, baby girl? Call back. Camera spins around them on the beach as she makes up her mind. And finally, dot, dot, dot. That's the end. Franchise over. It is. I swear to fucking God. That's how it ends. Astounding. It ends on another cliffhanger. It's unbelievable. They didn't even write who the fuck she chose. Right. No. No. They left it all up. They took that last moment where he asks her, are you back, baby girl? The camera spins around and For around. For several the, minutes. Going, like the, the, the center cannot hold. The falcon can, cannot hear the falconer. And finally the camera, I imagined it got untethered and just slung shot off into the <laughs> distance. <laughs> and it's still out there somewhere. It just it's flying around. And at night, when you see a star twinkle, that's it. Letting you know. Some say at night you can I'm still okay. see a twinkle of that camera flying out there. <laughs> that it's Sincerely, that's how they chose to end this. That's it. We're six hours into this franchise, and they decided to end it on yet another cliffhanger <sighs> that will never be resolved just like all the previous yeah. cliffhangers so it's, it's oh you're right aptly, you're right strangely apt that is one through line that they stayed with they never resolved any cliffhanger no. so they'll never resolve this one. Oh, I, I hope not i hope not holy shit wow Whew. that's it that's the third one and there's not a fourth and there never will be or else uh, i give up 
Something's gone really, really wrong. Quirky. If there's a fourth. Quirky. Yeah. Final thoughts. I mean, that's we're saying goodbye forever. We're banishing them to the land of wind and shadows. Massimo, mm-hmm. Maura, Nacho, Olga, even, even your buddy Domenico. Domenico. Nameless Vittorio, mom and dad. Uh, random... Uh, SNM worker stripper. At, <laughs> yes. The the Coke girl and the first one who just her job was holding up plates of Coke. <laughs> All the beloved characters. Oh, do for do Coke holders get 401ks? I mean, what's the deal there? I wanted to see where she ended yeah. up. Is she holding heroin now? Just, I mean, did she is she is she moved down? Is she just right. took a gig holding meth? What she's like uh, she transitioned, she's marketing. Uh, cocaine mm. so <laughs> okay she's kind of she's moving into the c-suite eventually this is her, this is her gotcha. start at the bottom <laughs> holding the coke next thing you know oh your marketing wowie wow 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 lost thoughts before we give this up and just banish it forever and never speak of it again uh, we we said it a lot in in the first two movies that this wasn't movies. This was just pornography. Pornography for opulence. Pornography for you know. There's rarely so much dialogue in a porno movie. There's like what we didn't get here is just how how many there's just long scenes of just aimless conversation or people just like spouting cliches at each other. It's like it's just drivel. Like this movie is. There's more filler here than in like Massimo's jockeys. I mean, like my God, <laughs> there's it, there is nothing at all to this movie. It's just unbelievable. Just to remind everybody, run of the mill bad film. That's a dare. Next level bad. Oh yeah, that's a double dare. And a movie we actually like. Irrelevant here. Reverse dare. Quirky. Give me your rating. For the next 365 days. This movie is like if you look down while you're in bed and you have Nacho's face, Massimo's face staring up at you, but they both say dare across the forehead. (laughs) This is double dare staring right down the barrel at you. Such a terrible, terrible, slow, long, uh, incompetent Dean Longenecker pointed to the cinematographer. I can't even go that far. It's just the same shit. It's no, it's a yeah. magazine shoot. It's a music video. It's just all at sunset. It's, uh, it's all the same. There's lens tone. flares. <laughs> Everything's magic hour. Uh, it makes no sense. <laughs> if you want to see pretty shiny things, read a ma- look at a magazine. Uh, but again, you, another thing we always say is we're not the intended audience for this. Mm. I hope nobody, I hope Ooh. there's not a person on earth who's the intended Ooh, audience in the for this. the entire world could be an intended audience, especially for this just draggy, talky, drivel, drivel. Oh my God. Yeah, it is the emptiest movie I have ever seen, maybe. And yeah, I, th- I think it is maybe slightly worse than 365 Days Colon. This day. Uh, you say the words officially. What is your rating? Double fucking dare. Oh my God. And <laughs> don't just it. don't just put the double dare on it. <clears throat> Draw it, quarter it, yeah. take those pieces, burn them, spread the ashes across the globe. I mean, this movie's harder to kill than fucking <laughs> Rasputin. My God. It's just like you have to like do a lot of like stick fucking uh, 
pins in its fucking nipples. I don't care. Like, <laughs> bury it. Take it to an S and M strip club dungeon. The forgotten evil twin character, Valentino, or whatever his <laughs> name is. Double, triple, quadruple, three hundred and sixty-five. All dare. That is all we have for you on this episode of Dare Daniel, but we'll be back in two weeks to review another one of your movie dares. Thank you so much, Dean Longenecker, for listening and daring us this uh, this good good dare because it was it was rough for us. We we took the hit for you guys. Oh, hardcore! Um, my, my gaping wound can only be healed by <laughs> Massimo's cock. Until <laughs> our next episode, send your movie dares to us at daredaniel.com and be sure to follow Dare Daniel Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram collectively. They're called The Schmied. Saves time. Look it up. Like and rate us on your favorite podcast app. If you want to donate to the podcast, go to our website, daredaniel.com. Find the support the show in the menu. There's a donate button somewhere on there. Find it, click it, support us. Corky. Yeah. You're out there. You're. <laughs> I'm in Portugal for Fashion Week. Well, obviously, which is actually just an afternoon in a club. <laughs> You're in Lagos for Fashion Week. We all know about Fashion Week. <laughs> What's going on there? Uh, you know, I'm doing my thing. Uh, getting just ripped at the bar with Olga, getting chased out by Vittorio, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting him on a long, wacky chase scene through the streets of Portugal. Ooh. You get a cold beer. From a hot bartender. I got a cold beer from a hot bartender, baby girl. I got a warm beer from a cold bartender. <laughs> I got a, it was his name, Luke Warm. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be performing at the Sacramento Comedy Spot. Saturdays with ACL, uh, Fridays with MRI. Come down, have fun, see shows, take classes. Yeah, go out there and have some fun. And the Comedy Spot's a good place to have fun. Comedy is in the name. For Dare Daniel, I'm Daniel Barnes saying bye-bye, bye-bye girl. Forever. And I'm Corky McDonald saying, I just need time. <laughs> no more time. We're out of time. <laughs> We're out of time. Psych. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye, girl.